Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. May I add your attention, please? Now, taking the airwaves on 97.3 The Fan, San Diego's own, Gwen and Chris. Featuring Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris is unapologetic about being a former pitcher and wanting all the rules skewed towards the pitchers. And Chris Ello. Sprained his ankle. They do that. I do that every day. (laughs) (laughs) Gwynn and Chris starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Five oh four. Two hours into Gwynn and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Annie Halbram, joining me today. Annie, thank you for coming in once again. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Padres seemingly getting closer to a managerial pick. Uh, At least that's according to, um, man, who wrote down our goal? Kevin Kevin Acey. Man. (laughs) Up the San Diego Union. one of those. Up the San Diego. San Diego you buy your papers. Buy, buy the papers. paper. <laughs> uh, according to according to Kevin AC, um, it seems as though Jace Tingler has become the front runner um, for this managerial job, and it doesn't come as you you worded it perfectly. It's not a shock, but it is kind of a surprise, Definitely. right? Definitely, I think so. I mean, I think that. 90% of us are, you know, the, all the signs pointed to Ron Washington. And it says in his story that it's unclear why Ron Washington is not the front runner. Um, you and I talked earlier about them doing a, a thorough investigation. And then also, Tony, just wonder if they're just letting AJ go with his guy on this one. This is, if he feels that strongly about it, maybe this is the guy that he's going to live and die on. Um, I think your point earlier was interesting, though. You know, he comes in, Jace Tingler, and it's going to be a hard climb for him, not just with the fans and the outside world, but but just kind of replacing someone else who was a first-time manager and, and having heard all those players talk about wanting to So there's a stigma behind it exactly. now, right? Because mm-hmm. the first-time manager, it didn't go as everybody planned the first time. So now a lot of people, and rightfully so, will look at it as like, wait a minute, we've already been down this road, and despite – my feelings about Jace Tingler, I understand the the logic in that. I, I really yeah. do. And uh, it, it, beg, it begs you to wonder, right, if – I think we can all agree in this room that this is one of the most important hires the Padres have made in maybe history, right? I, I agree. I agree. Although I will say, and I, I wonder if you agree with me on this, it's almost – do you think it's as important as the way they build this roster in the no, offseason? No, I don't. Because neither do I. I don't. I don't. <laughs> But, but it is important. Based on the, yeah. the cornerstones <laughs> that you already have, yeah. you would you would think, and especially the way uh, AJ addressed the media shortly after they fired Andy exactly. Green. One of the things that stuck out in my mind is he wanted a guy that uh, could elevate a Manny Machado and, a, and an Eric Hosmer. Now, I don't know about you, but 
first time manager doesn't come to mind when I'm thinking elevating two veterans like that. No, and when you're talking about like mid season, when you're on the fence, you could go either way in the season and you know, you want a guy that has been there, done that, that knows how to get you to that other side, you know, and, and they what's the buy in on someone like that? Like even if Jace Tingler like let's say Jace Tingler is the best already, guy in the world. We already know right? what, what Eric Hosmer thinks and what he would like to see as yes. a manager. I mean, he's already come yes. out and said that. So yeah. that's the hard part. And that's the hard part is the players have already come out and said that they're wanting a guy with experience and whatnot. But, you know, like we talked about, I think maybe, you know, you, you got to let AJ live and die on this one. Like maybe you got to throw that out there. And, and again, maybe they're learning something that doesn't sit well with them with the other candidates that we just don't know about, you know? So there could be different things pointing different directions. That's the thing is the Padres have been very tight lipped yes. on who's even getting interviews. So we don't know. We only, only the names that they've allowed to come out are the names that we know. Yeah. Uh, Mark Loretta, as you mentioned earlier, yes. Brad Osmus. Um, what is the gentleman, the third base coach's name for, um, is it Bobby? Hen- is it Bob Henley? Hen- Henley. Yes. Yeah. Bob Henley. Uh, yeah. Third base coach Forgot for the Nationals. Him. Yes, those are the only, and and we've heard Ron Washington and we heard Jace Tingler. Those yeah. are only five guys yeah. that we know, or at least that have been reported to have had an interview. Yeah, none of the those. By the way, those none of those names were the names that we were talking about the day after Andy Green was fired. Right? No, exactly. And the other thing too is like they're, they're not going to be. They're not going to make this decision quickly. So it seems like the longer that they've let this decision kind of marinate, um, because, like that, I, marinate. you know, it's marinated. And it sounds to me, it sounded to me for a long time there like they were very impressed with Ron Washington. So, you know, it, it could be that simple where they're just letting A.J. Preller make that decision. Maybe he feels just a bit stronger about Jace Tingler and they're going to let him, you know, kind of ride that decision for better or for worse. Or it could be something more where they're they're you know doing their due diligence and they're just not comfortable with a certain aspect. So I don't know that we're gonna we're gonna find that out you know anytime soon because of what you said. They're being very tight lipped, and I think that they're going to be throughout this entire um, process until they announce who who they did. And even then, we might not even know you know. But right. it definitely is. They've got to know. The Padres have to know how this is going to look. Yeah. They have to. Yeah, I, I, you know? I'm, I'm sure they are weighing all of that. We want to hear from you guys out there. What, what are your feelings? You know as as Kevin Acey writes this new article in it, certainly seems like tide has changed a little because it, at one point Ron Washington was a favorite. Now it seems as though Jace Tingler's the favorite. How do you guys feel about that out there, this Padre fan base? 833-288-0973. We got a caller online, Dexter in Spring Valley. Welcome to the Gwen and Chris Show. Uh, what's on your mind, Dexter? Well, you know, you got um, – well, first of all, welcome, Annie. Um, Thank you so and much, secondly, Dexter. Um, <laughs> You know, you guys are talking about, like, you know, all of a sudden it's a turnaround. You know, I think one thing that you guys didn't mention could be a factor is money. Yeah. A rookie manager is going to cost next to nothing, whereas an experienced manager is going to cost money. Because look at how much Joe Madden uh, just signed for, you know, just a few miles north of here with the Angels. So... Dexter, you know what I mean. This is why. So I, I, yeah, could, this could is why be, we absolutely. open up the phone lines because yeah. there may be things that, in this case, myself and Annie hadn't thought of, uh, and most of the time is Chris up here. Uh, that's a great point, Dexter. Uh, the fact that they are still paying Andy Green because he had an extension. He signed that what last was it last, last year he signed? Year. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Last year he signed Thanks, an extension, Dexter. so they're still paying him. <laughs> yeah. That could be that could mean a, a big portion as far as why they've decided to go that we yeah. we don't know at this point we'll find out Dexter uh, thank you for your call 
And the good information there, by the way. All right, Seriously. I agree. Game two has started, and uh, Trey Turner has found him way his way on first base to start this game. Nationals in action early. Now, you remember what happened yesterday. He got on first base, proceeded to steal second. Now, got us all tacos. He did get us all tacos. Oh, Every, steal a base, steal Even a taco. you guys out there listening, tacos. October 30th, don't forget. Now, let me go ahead and put that in my I phone really right Thomas now. I really like Thomas kind of jumping in on that. That's, a good, <laughs> That's how they get you, know? you is they remind you that you want to taco, but then they wait three weeks or, you know, a couple weeks. And, and make then you hope, you, for, hope so. you forget about the taco. And then you buy, like, a bunch of stuff. Here's the thing is that when they – I'm sure when Taco Bell originally went into this deal with Major League Baseball, they did all the research. Man, stolen bases are down. Yeah. They got the wrong yeah, guy. The wrong, <laughs> the wrong team to be in the World Series because – these two guys at the top of the Nationals lineup, Adam Eaton and Trey Turner, they like to run a little bit. So tacos could be abound here very much for everybody. What kind of taco, Thomas? Doritos Locos Tacos. Oh, oh that's my go. man. Let's go. Let's that's go. my taco man. Thomas. Give me a little, a little. Taco Thomas. That's his new name. Taco, taco Thomas. Thomas. Well, who were we calling him before? Odd uh, Thomas. Odd Thomas. Forget taco that. Thomas is where it's at now, yeah. for sure. Taco Thomas. <laughs> A while back, there was like a furniture company that promised to do yes. something if somebody in Houston. Wasn't in Houston, yes, it was Houston. Houston. And the guy, oh, was Houston. He, he's actually tried. What did he? He did. I think he three bet, and a half million dollar bet on the Astros winning to, the World Series to recoup oh. his money from when he got he rid got, of it all the first time. <laughs> and uh, that that bet is in trouble right now. Astros wow. Adam Eaton singles to left, runners in first and second with one out. All right, we're going to step away and take a break. When we come back. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this Panthers uh, 49ers matchup. This is a, a very, right. very interesting matchup. Eric Reed, remember, he was the one that was uh, kneeling when he was a Niner. Didn't feel like he was treated very well by that organization. I'm had angry a, about this. Had a great year. Uh, they released him, let him go. Carolina didn't pick him up. He's played well for him. Uh, he's playing the 49ers going back there. Mm. He's got some things on his mind. We'll get into it next. Uh, and. Guys play for whatever the reasons are, and, you know, Eric's got his own reasons, and um, obviously he's talked to you guys about it already. So, you know, Eric will do what he does. He's a professional. He gets on the field. He plays the game the way it needs to be played. So I'm not worried about Eric. Ron Rivera giving his two cents on Eric Reed returning to play against the 49ers, who, by the way, are playing some very, very good 6-0, and baby! Mm-hmm. Yes, Gravy. I pur- purposely did not mention the record because I, I didn't want you to chime <laughs> in, but you found a way to do it anyway. You've waited a long time for this. But obviously, uh, right. Car- Cal- Carolina Panthers strong safety Eric Reed, wouldn't you word revenge or bitter to describe his feelings about Sunday's game against unbeaten San Francisco? He just simply said, and I'm quoting, I just don't forget. Uh, Reed said Wednesday about facing his former team as the Panthers, who are four and two, mind you, without Cam Newton, yeah. uh, have found a way to win some games, and they're going up against a, a team that I think everybody was kind of unsure about through the first three victories. But after these last three, I think people are starting to believe that uh, the Niners are a team that's really good. Now, listen, we had a discussion. Uh, maybe a couple weeks ago about revenge games and, and how real that is for athletes. I can tell you from personal experience, if anybody tells you that they don't want to do great against a former team, especially one that you actually don't like, uh, they're lying to you. 
I am laughing inside internally right here because um, because I was just going to say, Tony, I love when I do interviews and you can tell a guy has just played out of his mind because it's a, a former team. And he's like, no, no, it was it was, it was, just, it was, a it was just a game. It was just a game. Just a and game. it's like, of course it wasn't. You know, <laughs> a lot of guys usually will before the game, they'll be like, it's this is just a game. But then they have a great game and they're like, OK, yeah, we, there was more to it. But it, you're absolutely right. Like, it means something, and he wants to do well against his team. I know every time when I played for the – when I got traded to the Padres, every time I faced Milwaukee, I wanted yes. to do damage, and I did. And then when I played for the Dodgers, every time I played against the Pod, I wanted to do damage. And it's a motivating factor. I think absolutely. it's it's just another way for an athlete to find an edge. And that's what every athlete is looking for. Is an edge. No matter no matter where you get it from, if you can get 100%. it, it's it's helpful. It's helpful in your game. Look at Jed Jerko against the yeah. Padres. Yeah, <laughs> <It's, laughs> just kidding. Look I'm at, just kidding. Not but just yeah. Jed Jerko. <laughs> yeah, look no. at almost no. every Padre that returns. They tend to yeah. play well, right? But yeah, I definitely. And I just think that there is something to hey, a team didn't want me, even if there was more context to it than that. Even if it's fake. Love, even even if, if it's fake, fake in your head, yeah. you will find something to make you upset at that team so you can go yes. out and play better. There's no yes. doubt. Now, uh, somebody who is at risk, uh, it seems like, is is uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, we both we all saw him lying on the field. Mm. Was that last Sunday? Was it Sunday uh, night? Thursday. Thursday night. Uh, with his knee, com- like he couldn't. Discombobulated. Be- it, was, it was in different directions. It was a sad sight. Yeah, it was. They, mm-hmm. they pop it back into oh. place. And here he is practicing today. It's, this is amazing. I mean, uh, he, he practiced Wednesday, less than a week after uh, the dislocating dislocating his right kneecap in Thursday night's win over Denver. Uh, Coach Andy Reid said backup quarterback Matt Moore, who replaced Mahomes against the Broncos, would get a good percentages of the reps. But nevertheless, after a, a, a dislocated kneecap, Andy, he's he's practicing already. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little scared for him. But at the same time, I love watching Patrick Mahomes yeah. play. So if he's healthy and he's good, you know, and it, it worries me a little bit with that offensive line. I know he's not having quite um, the last few games that he's been in offensively, the, the numbers that they're used to. But, um, you know, I, I hope, though, I guess the, the one thing you would worry about is, is he really ready to play? And are you going to put him in too soon and then, you know, further risk? another a bigger injury but man you know yeah. that this this kid is something i mean he really is and he's special he is special he's special yeah. i mean what, what was that quit what was that trivia last last night uh like five thousand yards it was one season oh yeah he had one season of five thousand yards passing in i guess two uh three mm-hmm. might guess three yeah. and it was just like man he's he's certainly talented uh uh, the the backup Matt Moore said that uh, he has not been told whether he will start Sunday night's game against Green Bay, which gets the Green Bay Packers at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, Andy Reid said he wasn't surprised Mahomes made such a quick return to practice after receiving the results of the MRI on on the injured knee. It was the best possible result, and I just kind of uh, it's just the kind of program in in the way the way things roll. Said uh, Andy Reid. Uh, their trainer Rick Burkholder does a good job of managing their injuries, injured guys, so they're not doing too much or not enough. I trust them to do their job. So Andy's basically dependent on this training staff. If you tell me he's good to go, I will be extremely Listen, happy. I, that does not surprise me about Andy Reid. The only thing about it is, if you watched Patrick Mahomes before his knee injury, he was limping around his ankle. quite a bit. His, his ankle, ankle was messed up. <laughs> so, oh you, you have to wonder, kid, yeah, know? like and, and listen, is for as good as as Patrick Mahomes has been. And I think everybody has to remember he's been healthy. Yes. He's been relatively exactly. healthy. Going out and playing with an ankle, 
uh, can lead to something like a dislocated knee. Not that yeah. they necessarily had exact uh, correlation with one another, but it's it's a different thing when you can't plant on your foot and make good throws. I mean, because that's yeah. what separates Patrick Mahomes, right? It does, and I, I'm just really surprised that they're not going to take this time to at least give him an extra week to, to help that ankle out because, like you said, he was limping big time. Mm-hmm. And they they thought originally when he went down, they thought it was he aggravated the ankle. It wasn't anything to do with his knee. And so I, I, don't, I don't know about this. I don't who know. They, who are they playing? They have the Packers. Oh, on Sunday Night Football. The Packers. And, and oh, maybe don't, that's why. Don't, NFL's yeah. like, please. Yeah. Don't, not, not only that, but this team, Kansas City, is not hasn't been playing that well. No, they're not, not at all. They're not sitting at the top of the division like they, like they were last year. So mm-hmm. these games may mean a little bit more than they did last year at this point of I year. I agree. Uh, Steven Strasburg starts out his night with a punch out. He gets Springer to start the game. What you guys think? I got a good stat. I don't know if we've mentioned this. I really hope not because I'm really good at mentioning st- things you've already mentioned. But yeah, this you is are the, really good yeah. at that. You're right. <laughs> like 10 seconds after you guys mention it. Hey, did you hear about this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is the first World Series to feature two pitchers that were both dra- number one overall picks in the draft and signed. Strasburg 2009, Garrett Cole 2008. Mm. Isn't that kind of crazy? Wow. First time in history that two number one picks are pitching in the World Series? That is kind of crazy. Yeah, that doesn't seem like, that seems like it would have already happened. That just goes to show you that number one picks, high draft picks don't guarantee you anything. Oh my goodness. You know? (laughs) That is 100% true. They don't guarantee you anything. I am telling you, the one thing that we should all learn is like, yeah, you know, it's great to have prospects. It's great no to have good chips. It's great to have that that in your, you know, in your in your court. But my goodness, you just don't know, do you? You don't. Which you is <laughs> which is why I, I I also if what is being reported is true that Jace Tingler is the front runner, based on listen, I'm here all the time, right? We do this show every day, and based on the calls we get, people are starting to finally get weary of the whole prospect yeah. thing. They, I think. People are ready to see the result now of the prospect, and they haven't felt like they've gotten that yet. And and, yeah. and that's why I think this is going to be such a tough job to walk into for a first-time manager because that rope that you might have been given to for a little bit of slack, it's going to be really tight when you sign up for this job, especially if you're a first-time manager. I think Dexter hit the nail on the head is that – a first-time manager is just so much cheaper. And if they're going to go after guys in free agency, they're going to need to save money somewhere. That's a good point. So so I think the trade-off is if you bring in Jake Tingler, we, the fan base is probably going to expect there to be some serious Better movement get Garrett Cole on that roster, like that. right? I got another incredible fact. Oh, you and your incredible facts. Jason today. Stark <laughs> tweeted this out. You sound so excited. That was a great <laughs> fact. Uh, this, will, this is about Steven Strasburg. This will be the first time in World Series history that a number one overall pick will start a series game for the team that drafted him. How about that? So many of these that guys is wild. don't even end up making it with the team that drafted him. That's, the first it, it, time? First time. Wow. Which, which Which explains... Even more to me, right? Like you have to be have some patience yes. with these guys, uh, and so you know, I don't know. I mean, that's the other thing, right? Like you do, and that's another thing with Jace Tingler. I mean, because you've heard the players say too, they're they're kind of tired of the developmental stuff. They want to go on to the winning, and and you, you know, it's fair game and everything. But Jace Tingler will have a part of him that's going to have to be patient with a lot of these guys that are coming up, and vice versa. And they're going to be they're going to be patient yeah. with him a little bit too, right? They're all true. learning to get to know each other. If this ends up happening, we nothing like nothing set in stone at this right. point. So we'll see. 
Oh, bad base running job. Altuve doubles off of Strasburg, tries to steal third, gets thrown out. He makes the second out at third base in the first inning. All right, it's great. What do we got on the countdown coming up? I believe, since we were supposed to have pizza, <laughs> uh, we were going to do the top five best pizza toppings. Oh, yeah. We still we go can, with that? We can get down I'm with that. I'm down right. with that. We can get down. You guys love to talk about uh, these food top five Call foods. Us. So uh, be feel free to give us a call. Give us yours as we go through our countdown. Uh, Gwen and Chris, 97.3, The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We have ourselves a tie ball game. Alex Bregman, two-run shot, ties this game at two apiece. Strasburg misplaced a changeup. That was I like how in. you put that. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't go where he thought it would go. Right, right. <laughs> and then uh, Bregman lost it over the off of the left field wall over in over the stands there. So two-two ball game. Um, you know this game wasn't going to be an easy one. I mean, these right. two teams, the best two teams left in in the tournament. That's what's making it so good? Right. It's so fun. it's compelling. All right, let's get into this countdown, Scrape. We're uh, what are we doing? Top five. Pizza toppings. Pizza toppings. Mm-hmm. Now, clarify a little bit. Are we just talking about individual toppings? Are we talking about, like, names of, like, Hawaiian pizza, right? You, you, I think it could be whatever you want. I like the way you're talking. <laughs> All right. <'Cause> we just... <laughs> it's now time for Gwen and Chris to rank their top five of the day. Going to grip and rip as usual. But this isn't just a regular top five list. I love it. It sounds sadistic, but I love it. This is The Countdown. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. I, uh, we had a little issue earlier because we were supposed to eat pizza. But we, we were. So we ordered pizza. and I'm I, hungry. I, it, it'll be here, Annie, at 6 p.m., I believe. <laughs> Lovely. And so I asked Tony, what kind of pizza do you want? And he immediately shot back with pepperoni. So you and get, I said, that's it? So you can imagine what's going to be at the top of my list. <laughs> oh, were we giving it away already? No. I mean. Jeez. If I answer that quick. That's got to be a number one topping, right? I mean. Yeah. But I was a little concerned because just pepperoni? You never go like pepperoni sausage, pepperoni sausage, mushrooms. No. Why ruin it? Why? You don't. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And then Annie said, it's okay. I I usually pick off all my toppings anyway. I'm like, what kind of pizza room am I in? Straight cheese pizza right there. But Thomas, are are you a big topping guy? No. It's just you, bro. I'm just going to walk out. just you. Thomas Tacos. All right. Taco Thomas. (laughs) Let's get to this top five. Let's get to our first five. Number five. Number five for me, sometimes you need a little spice added to your pizza. Nothing better than adding some jalapenos on there. I think uh, jalapenos are, I mean, if you like spice. Not everybody is a spice person. I am. I don't mind sweating while I'm eating. Me neither. It typically happens yeah. as a as a ball headed man. <laughs> I don't have anything to cool me down. The hair isn't there. So you know if something's hot 
and I'm sweating. That's just how it goes. Number five for me is it's when you're like when you're like under eyes start sweating. Under, yes. It's usually my nose first that starts to to get a little wet. Now, are you picky? Do you like your uh, jalapenos diced or whole? I like them. Like I like them sliced. Sliced. I don't. Uh, the diced is all right, but it becomes too much at times. I like I like the whole slice of uh, of jalapeno. Annie, what's your number five? Um, my number five. You guys are gonna end up hating me after this segment. <laughs> my number five Serious is stuff. Veg- veggies. I. You like veggies I on your like pizza? Some veggies. What, what's your favorite on my veggie? Pizza? Um, well, I like like arugula. Like, is that weird? Oh my I... goodness! Arugula. I have to look up what arugula looks like. I can like. tell you what it is. It's a replacement for lettuce. <laughs> No, they it's t- like kind of. It's got like a little bittery kind it, of. It like, has oh, a, so mixed. It has a cilantro type of feel to it. I like cilantro. I love cilantro. Okay, good. I like. That's not so weird. I, I go with cilantro. Arugula on a pizza, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, like a like a nice. I don't know. It's like I know. A, I know. I like occasionally, bell peppers, olives. Okay. 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 I yeah. occasionally. They'll put arugula on on your burger, mm-hmm. and it completely just messes it up. It, it can mess it <laughs> up because it's, it's something kind of sweet it, to balance yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, the burger isn't that. Isn't that? It's no. not sweet. No. All right. Let's get number, number four. <laughs> number four for me. Uh, it took me a long time to come to this conclusion because I battled it for a long time. I just did not feel like it belonged on a pizza, but as I got older, I, I developed taste buds for it. That's a pineapple. <gasps> <laughs> I'm pineapple. My number four was pineapple. Pineapple wow. for yes. sure. After my palate matured enough, uh, pineapple became acceptable on my pizza. Occasionally. Are if we I, going Hawaiian or just pineapple? No, uh, we're like doing a, topping. So, yeah. yes, I would have it on a Hawaiian okay. pizza along with another topping that you'll hear from me later. <laughs> I like pineapple now. I didn't, I'm the same way. I didn't used to like it. And now I'm like, oh, it's delicious. It is. It, yeah. it, 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 sometimes it's you need a little tang yeah. and sweetness to go along with it. Would you give me the... Oh, I'm saying if again? you want to try to get people involved. Oh, we will. We will after okay. we get done with the segment. We'll get people involved. Uh, number three. Number three. Oh, yeah, because you, you already did your... Uh, Canadian Canadian bacon, which is ham. Really, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> for, but I mean, listen, that's what it was. That's what I knew it was for a long time. I didn't realize it was different until I started realizing. Wait, this does kind of seem like ham. Why don't you just call it ham? But instead, it's Canadian bacon. <laughs> I like that as well as my number three uh, topping. You guys are. I, I'm, I'm never gonna be allowed in here. Um, I like truffle. Salt. I like truffle pizza. Have you ever had truffle pizza? I have, and it's I like, delicious. I like truffle. It's delicious. I never had it on pizza. But oh, I it's like so it. good. Oh, you gotta try it. Like a crispy, like a thin crust with truffle. Mm. I agree. That okay. is delicious. Okay, I'm going with truffle. Sounds yeah. delicious. Sounds delicious. All right. Number two. Number two for me. This is probably gonna gross you guys out a little bit. Jalapenos. Oh, that helps. Excuse me. Yeah. That is, there used to have you. I meant to say anchovies. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, I'm I not remember into the anchovies. this. When we were at Ravino, the foodery downtown, Tony got pizza with anchovies on it. It came with anchovies, and I just asked that they didn't take it off. And that's your number two? It's my number two, man. Anchovies. That is so gross. You know where I first got the idea? This is taking guys back, right? You know you used to eat anchovies on their pizza all the time? The Teenage oh, Mutant yeah, yeah. Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's true. God. I was about to say that, but I was like, if I say this, I'm going to get roasted No, for you're it. not going to get roasted. I, we were all kids at one point. We watched cartoons. I personally, that's where I got the idea from. I didn't even know you could put anchovies on a pizza until I started seeing the Ninja Ninja Turtles do it. Do they taste fishy? Yeah, what do they taste they, like? They, it, yes, they taste. There's just no... They're, Can't they're, do it. they're salty, so you, know, you get a little... 
extra salt. And then you got some pizza. eyeball in there with it. <laughs> yeah, see, you're going too far now. But that's what they have. I didn't notice the eyeballs. Now I probably <laughs> will, and I won't want to eat it anymore. Okay, well, since you said we could pick, like, full pizza, like a combo. Oh, ab- absolutely. I'm going with a barbecue chicken pizza. There we is, go. Is that weird? I good like enough. that no. with, like, some sweet onions, some, mm. like, good barbecue sauce. I'm down with that. What time is that pizza coming? Yeah. <laughs> six o'clock? Yeah, six o'clock. All right, good. We're going we're gonna to need lots Mouth of Mouth is watering. Yes, yes, indeed it is. Number one. How can you not have the classic pepperoni? My dad really kind of ruined my mind on this. He was <laughs> really? That's all he ever had was oh. pepperoni pizza. So I spent most of the time eating pepperoni pizza. And it's <laughs> it's it's something that I would I don't I rarely order any of the yeah. t- other four things I named on my list. It's usually round table pepperoni pizza all day long. Was he like a thin crust, thick crust? He, he Did what? It matter? He introduced me to the thin crust. Ooh, I, really? I knew nothing about mm-hmm. it. You know, we, we were a Pizza Hut family there for a long time, so uh, I only knew about sure. the pan and the, and the hand toss, right? And then he brought home a, a thin crust pizza that changed my life forever. <laughs> changed my life. You guys know I like to eat. I work out a lot so that I can eat, basically. That's why I work that's, out. That's how you guys so do it. I, can eat. I like it. to eat, but I don't work out, so that's the way I look, the way I do. <laughs> Pepperoni's my number one, too, because how can you not? It's classic. It. You know, it's what you grew up on. Yep. It's delicious. It's you, simple. You can't really mess it up. You know what I'm saying? You are a brutal cook if you mess up a pepperoni yes. pizza. You know? <laughs> just no so, getting around. And, and I feel like when, when you're really craving pizza, like, that's what you're craving. You're craving, pe- like, you know, pepperoni pizza. You know what it is about? If you get the crisp pepperoni. Oh, not the one, you know, you don't you, want it. You ask a little well done. Need it well yes. done. I don't want it to come out like salami. I want it to be <laughs> crispy and a little spice to it. That's a pepperoni. I almost want it burned. Burn it for me. I'm not mad when they burn the little edges of the pepperoni, Mm -hmm. for sure. I think that's the best way to do it. Annie just said, I like everything (laughs) burned. The the crust's a little burned. I love things burned. Are you well done? A little burned. Yes. You're well done? I'm well. uh, Not on steaks? If I'm getting like a burger, it would be like a medium. No, it would be like a medium well. Medium well. It would be like a little bit more. Less on the rare side. Yes. Not are you, bloody. Are you rare? Are you rare? Are you bloody? You know what's funny is 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 um, Mark. Or excuse me, Mudcat, Mark Grant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was eating with him our last road trip, and I can't remember where we went, but we ordered some burgers. Oh, we were in Colorado. It was the last. It was one of the last trips. We were in Colorado, and uh, we're sitting down in the lobby. We're getting ready to eat some food. It's after a game, after a long game, and. Uh, they mixed up our burgers. I ordered mine's medium well, and he ordered his oh. medium. Oh. And I don't think I'm going back. <laughs> You're not going back? I don't think I'm going back to medium well. Oh, I, I thought you meant to the restaurant. No, no. <laughs> no the restaurant is, is legit. I eat there all the Sorry. time. Um, the medium burger was quite tasty. See? I don't know. It's got a little I, juice it's to it. It's got a little juice. And I think, I, I think I'm going to have a burger like that for the rest of my life. <laughs> I used to Sometimes eat, it takes something like that. It, a lot of times, you know? a lot of the things that I've, uh, I've, I've got a chance to taste or, or uh, I've acquired over time have been be, uh, because of things yes. like that. Like a mess up. Like, I don't feel like sitting back waiting for another 30 minutes to get my food. I'll just eat this. Like, that's good. Where are we Delicious. at with goat cheese? I like goat cheese. Not me a good too. fan of goat cheese. I need regular cheese. You don't like goat like, cheese? No. Give me the mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that's the end of our countdown. Uh, we, Good stuff. Dexter is back on the line. Is Dexter's this is back. Dexter. Dexter, what's on your okay, mind? Okay, guy. What you got? On, okay, guys. So, all right. So for Annie, she wants to get all fancy and everything. Yes, very. Ch- 
chicken pesto. Ooh, I would like that. And, and for for Tony, because you love pepperoni and you love the pineapple, where I grew up in Vista Oceanside with the Samoy Brothers, they had a pizza called the Angry Simon, which was jalapeno, oh. pepperoni, and pineapple. Sounds like my kind of pizza, mm-hmm. Dexter. My mouth is watering. So, and yeah, they, that, and that they called it delicious. the Angry Samoan. The Angry Samoan. Well, listen. As opposed to the Hawaiian. Dexter, once again, you're right on time, man. I mean, you, <laughs> last time last time you gave us some information that probably slipped Annie and I's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you're coming with the the, the pizza toppings, man. That's that's excellent, man. Good work. Yeah, Thank good you, Dexter. Yeah, good job, Dexter. All right. I'm on Ranker.com, and uh, the number one pizza topping is pepperoni. Of course it is. Don't, <laughs> Don't get so What's mad. What's the number two? Mozzarella. I mean, I guess it oh, is like a topping. Oh, like chunks yeah. of mozzarella? No, put? no. It says just mozzarella. I think about that. Like, cheese. It's a given. Isn't it on the pizza? Yeah. Numero <laughs> trace is mushroom police. Did you even, was mushroom even mentioned in any of our no, top fives? No. Nope. goes into mm. the veggies category. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas? Hell no. All right. Do you guys see? Go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, did you guys see what Shaq I was just getting ready to get into this story I, I took there. your thunder. I'm you sorry. You did. You did. But it's all good. So, uh, what was it, last week? Or no, it's, it's probably been about a two-week thing going on right now between China and the NBA. And it seems like everybody has been – it's kind of left uh, GM for the, the Rockets, uh, Daryl Morey, kind of out on an island. That's what I felt like. It, it hasn't felt yeah. like he's had anybody defending him. Well, look no further – Shaq Diesel is here to rescue you. And, and Shaq came out in support of, of Daryl Morey, and uh, he said the GM was right about Hong Kong. Uh, appearing on TNT pregame anal- uh, analyst Tuesday evening, O'Neill weighed in on the controversy by explaining that both China and the United States understand each other's values. And I'm quoting, and one of the best values here in America is free speech. We're allowed to say what we want to say, and we are allowed to speak out on injustices. That ju- That's just how it goes, O'Neill told the panel. If people don't understand it, that's something they have to deal with. And uh, I was kind of happy to see Shaq come to Daryl Morey's defense on this one, Annie. I agree, and I also feel like if no one's coming to your defense, but then Shaq does, hey, who who else would you want but Shaquille O'Neal Shaq coming is, to your defense? Shaq has been uh, the cleanup man. Uh, yeah. He pretty much came in and tried to – he's cleaned up Papa John's whole um, kind of – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like their image? The like image. Their, he, yeah. He's cleaned controversy up their there, image yeah. after the controversy they found themselves in. So, and if anything, it gives them a little equity to come in here and say, yeah, I, I think Daryl Morey is absolutely right in the things that he tweeted. More importantly – he has the right to say it. That's what I, I think. Like. That's I think that's the important part in this whole thing is that um, despite uh, Adam Silver coming out early on and saying that we, of course, will support the right uh, of, of Daryl Morey and, and his right to freedom of speech, there hasn't really been much said about Daryl Morey since that point. No. And, and Shaq is the first one to come back and say, listen, this is like one of the biggest things in America that we we promote. That's part of our fabric, and that's freedom of speech. You're absolutely right. I thought he said it really smartly. I think that Shaq said it in a very smart way yeah. that you know that he should be able to say what he wants to say, and that's something that we value here in America, and we're going to continue to value that here in America. So um, I thought that that was very well said by him, and and it's good for him. It's good to say some that someone has said something. Yeah, I about mean, it. clearly athletes nowadays feel a lot more comfortable speaking mm-hmm. out on social issues than 
ever before. And yeah. uh, I think social media clearly has a big uh, is a big reason why that's the case, right? Yeah. Because for a long time, athletes just excuse me didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, they didn't want to cost themselves any extra change. There's a lot of reasons why athletes didn't do it before, but that's just not the case anymore. Yeah, and in the NBA where they pride themselves on that, I mean, that is like one of their tenets of being, you know, in the NBA is that they've got that kind of leash to say what they want to um, I think that, you know, if you're going to do that, own it. You know, just be, that's that's who you guys are as a league and that's what you're going to stand for. Um, but overall, yeah, like now you're seeing it a lot more within social media and within all kinds of, of professional sports and and I think, you know, it's going to be something that we're going to see continue. People are not going to start stop anytime soon voicing their opinions. Yeah, this will be, I think, what we remember most about athletes of, of this particular yes. generation is that they were more than willing to speak out on social issues. Mm-hmm. Just speak out in general. When they mm-hmm. feel like there was something wrong done, they... They have no hesitation now. And, you know, it's so interesting, too, because I think, like, as millennials come up and everything and, like, there's this, you know, fear that maybe they're not going to be as interested in certain sports and things like that. This is a way sometimes to draw kind of the everyday person in on issues. And I'm not, I don't know if it's right, it's wrong, if it's going to cost someone their contract, who knows. Um, but if someone feels strongly about it, it's something that can kind of, you know, gel a, a community that maybe it hasn't paid attention before then i think it is a good thing it kind of moves conversation along yeah I, I, gone I, are the days of thinking that athletes are just like subhuman you know what i mean more, or just I, like I, right i think lebron <laughs> has coined the phrase more than an athlete right yeah. i mean and, and that's just kind of where we're at now a couple updates and some scores two two bottom of the second that's another good uh one. astros nationals celtics and 76ers tied at 48 apiece Going into halftime, uh, I want to go back to this to this Laker game and and Stack Jack uh, brought it up uh, when it when it as it pertains to Kawhi and LeBron and I don't know if you guys watched the game last night but uh, there was a I would say Kawhi looked like what everybody has been pointing out is that he's the best player on the planet right now and the the former Aztec. Didn't disappoint last night. He got off to a slow start, but it didn't take long for him to get in the groove and for that Clipper team to really be rolling. And yeah. uh, I, it's hard to it's hard to to deny that Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the game right I now. I heard someone say earlier that that teams can kind of take on his personality of just very methodical, very um, very hardworking. It's just going to be really interesting because. That kind of a player, I mean, it can't really change the trajectory of everything, but he is something to watch. I mean, he's just he's just kind of like this quiet force. That's what's that's what's so fun to watch about him, right? Yeah. Is that he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't show any emotion. I mean, mm-hmm. the most emotion we saw was when that ball bounced around the rim four or five times in the last year of playoff. It goes in, they advance. I think he put his arms up, <laughs> but I don't know that he ever said any actual words. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. It's easier to get behind a dude that just shows up to work, I guess, doesn't have, uh, at least on the outside looking in, doesn't seem to have any ego about him. Right. He just goes about his work very methodically. And uh, when you have a bunch of uh, dogs in the kennel, as Stack Jack said. Love how he said that. that uh, it, it, you get, there's a hunger that comes with it. And it's it's a trip to me to see. Um, how well they seemingly already are playing together. And I know that team's been together all of last year for most part. They added Paul George, they added Kawhi Leonard, but uh, there was no doubt that he was the best player on the floor last night. 
looks like two. From that's what, hard for me to say too because he plays for the Clippers. By the way, you're the Lakers guy. His stomach is turning uh, in knots right now. But, but you know he is a former Aztec. So he is, which makes does, it a little bit yeah. easier. Makes it a little bit easier. It looks like too that he, you know, he kind of has obviously the, the the persona to the media, which is him. Which I, sorry, I don't think that he's faking anything. It's just how he is. But for his teammates, I mean, he looks very well liked by his teammates in the he sense does. that he he gels with them. Well, you listen. I've been in locker rooms with some superstars before. And, you know, the ones that acted like superstars, it was much harder to get close to them. Um, Even when you were having a good conversation, you never felt like you were in, you know, whereas some of the other superstars I played with, you didn't get that feeling. You felt like you wouldn't even if had you not watched them play. Uh, CC Sabathia comes up immediately. Had you not seen what he done done on the mound, you'd think he was just a regular dude. But the guys who can who can bring other guys in and and bring people in as a manager would are the yes. guys that are most valuable because teammates enjoy being around them and they like to play for them, play yeah. with them. People underestimate, I think, like the the locker room dynamics, the clubhouse dynamics, in that sense too, where it's like. If you have these guys who are untouchable or who really aren't, you know, bringing in the younger guys or kind of making them feel like they belong, it it does make a difference as compared to someone who, you know, kind of embraces that role and maybe, you know, just kind of lets them into the fold a little bit. Um, But, yeah, to your point, I mean, you kind of have to have that dynamic. You do. And, 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 you know, you bring up a good point because when guys aren't – when the non-superstars don't feel like the superstars can be held accountable for yes. anything. It, it makes you less wanting to run through a wall yes. for for a team or a manager because you know that it wouldn't be. It's not going to be reciprocated the same way. You know, so yep. I think that's a very important point. I think that's why the Padres are ahead of the curve in terms of that because they have some good locker room guys in there, uh, it, guys that uh, can move the needle, guys that can bring guys together. Uh, I think they lost one when yes. they gave up Fran Mill Reyes. Yes, but I agree. I still think they had enough. They have enough in there that can make it work without a big personality like that. You know, it's, it's so interesting because when you bring up Eric Hosmer to like any of them, one of the traits that they're so high on with Eric Hosmer is that he he is that guy that 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 gets to know them, that knows like their dog's name and their their you know That's what they huge. did, and you know, and 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 it's not just. The guys that are as good, you know, up on that level as him are the starters. It's it's everyone, you know, and he remembers. And I think that that those are little things that I think just make a huge difference. I think people also assume sometimes that everybody in the locker room gets along or is best buddies or you know, it's and the dynamic is so far from that. Sometimes, it is you know? so far from yeah. that. And it, that be listen, just think about what you're doing. You're bringing twenty five different individuals from all walks yes. of life. And then you're putting them in the locker room for 162 games. Oh, God. You're literally with them for in that seven, eight-month span, counting spring training, more than you're with your family. So you need to be able to like the people that you go to work. It's no different than going up, showing up to a nine-to-five job. If you aren't happy in your work environment, you're not going to perform at your best. There's just no doubt about it. All right. That being said, it's time to take a step away. Get to this last hour of the show Got some NFL news and notes in this hour. We got a replay of Stack Jack. He was great. He was awesome. Yeah, I'm a fan. Stay tuned. Gwen and Chris, 97.3, the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.